Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell the crooked referees on Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're not rocking with the sports coma with Big Q and the guys, but we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports family. I'm Big Q. Much love to the fam. Appreciate you guys joining me for this special edition of the coma. Much love to the fam. We up in this thing. Shout out to the great Saint Dank Tank. We representing who that nation. We into the bye week, man, and Pretty much what it is is how it is. The black and gold sitting up here at four and nine on the season. I'm going to go over some news notes and items on this Thursday. Um, and then, of course, we will return later on in the afternoon with some more uh, sports coma. So shout out to the fan. Appreciate y'all for being up in this thing. Please feel free to hit upon the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the share button and share the coma, baby, on your social media. Uh, as well it helps out the stream and also feel free to check out our promo that we posted at the start of the video make sure you go to the pro shop link is in the description section below and get that fire the da gear make sure you get your one right now during the holiday the pro shop the platform is giving you 25 percent off on all merch it's in the we up in that thing. So it's not just a fire day. We got tons of other really next nice black and gold gear that's available. The pro shop is in this thing. And, and remember, all purchases from the pro shop, it goes to empowering the platform, helping us to expand. So with that being said, 
we have to, we got a few news notes and topics we're going to go over on this installment of the show. So, uh, like I say, please feel free to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button as we get popping and moving up in this thing. Shout out to the fam. I see y'all much love to the who that nation. Let's get this share on. We get into the first, um, breakdown stream. Are we getting to this thing and we're going to go over several news notes and items on this stream called numbers too hard to ignore about Dennis Allen. I thought I would share this information with the who that nation. It was a great, really good article put together uh, by Sigler of Saints Wire that was dropping some facts. And I know he he obviously doesn't like Dennis Allen. Uh, it's probably as much as I don't like Dennis Allen. And, it's, it's, and, and the reality is because Dennis Allen is a stubborn person. He's really stubborn and ignorant. Um, the kind of, you know, dumb statements that he said uh, as of recently about after the Saints epic collapse at the back of the fourth quarter. Dennis Allen was quoted as saying, not verbatim, because I refuse to quote him verbatim, but he was saying that uh, there's no need to make any major adjustments. He don't see the need to make major adjust- adjustments after your strength of the team, which is the defense, imploded, literally imploded within a span less than four minutes, gave up two touchdowns to get the Saints, to give the Saints a loss in a much needed game. He doesn't see the need to make improvements. That's why he needs to go. That's one of the many reasons why he's not qualified enough to lead this team, because I don't know what bubble of reality that he lives in, but it's most certainly not one in the the stratosphere of winning. That's that's for damn sure. You know, so anyway, let's get into this article right here. Look, at some point, you're at some point you are who your record says you are. And Dennis Allen record has little positives to say about him. The Saints are four and nine under his management. This season, he's lost 37 of 49 games. Well, he says under his management this year, he's lost 37 of 49 games as a head coach in the NFL. 37 of 49. These are some real hardcore numbers here. Four and nine under his management this year. He's lost 37 of 49 games as a head coach in the NFL, making for a career winning percentage of 245 for context. 17 different coaches have worked 48 to 50 games in the league. Allen ranks second to last in winning percentage out of the group, which only Rod Marinelli had a 208 in 48 games finishing below him. That is epic level bad. Other numbers that's hard to ignore. Allen has kicked field goals on more short yardage situations, fourth and down with one or two yards to go while tied or leading through just 13 games five times than his predecessor, Coach Payton, did across three full seasons. Once again, Allen has kicked field goals on more short yardage situations, fourth down and one or two yards to go, while tied or leading through just 13 games five times. Coach Payton did it three times in, in three full seasons. The Saints are tied for the second fewest fourth down conversion attempts eight this year. So far, they rank second highest in field goals and punts inside opposing territory. He's the least aggressive coach in the NFL and the Saints record reflects the consequences of that. So this is good stats. That's hard, very hard to ignore. Uh, If you know who that nation, Now I'm not looking to obviously depress anybody, but. You know, this is, you know, par for the course. This is par for the course with Dennis Allen. 
And it's sad, man, on so many levels because Coach Payton thought Dennis Allen can handle this, and he just came in and just destroyed everything. In the matter of a half a season, Mickey Loomis actually gave him some good talent, Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry. And, of course, they will come with the injury situation to try to, you know, justify him. But I, there is no sensible justification for keeping a guy that's going to win. I, I, with over the next four games, I think the Saints win one game, and that's the final matchup of the regular season against Carolina. I, I don't think they have what it takes to beat Philly or Cleveland, for that matter. I also don't think they beat Atlanta, and I really want them to beat Atlanta because, you know, that's our rivals, but I just don't see it with Dennis Allen. After that epic level collapse that happened uh, against the, you know, you know, last week against the Bucks, and then the week before that, they couldn't even put up two scores against San Francisco. And uh, he says, he comes out and says, I like our offense. We just need to be more consistent. And it's just a joke. The Saints offense has been a joke this entire season. You know, it, it lacks leadership. It's they can't find ways to get, you know, Elvin Kamara going like he's supposed to. Last week against the uh Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they ran a middle man center and to the right constantly, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ate it up. The Saints couldn't provide much of a push. And it's just really sad the mentality of the Saints. And I think really from an offensive standpoint, they found the rushing attack as a way to move the ball, but then all of a sudden they can't run the ball over the last several games, you know, so it's just really epic, epically bad. But anyway, back to the numbers here, which Sigler does an excellent job of pinpointing this. He says that the Saints are tied for second fewest fourth down conversions attempts with eight. They rank second highest in field goals and punts inside opposing territory. He's the least aggressive coach in the NFL and New Orleans record reflects the consequences of that. And I can give you even more a a more specific example against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the horrible drive that ultimately led to the Saints losing when Mark Ingram runs out of bounds shy of the first down. The Saints on the very next play, the third and one, then tried a slant play to Marquez Callaway from Andy Dalton. The ball was knocked away as opposed to putting a jumbo package in there. That was dumb. And then the fourth in one situation, the Saints just punted from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 44 yard line. That's right. Not from their own, but from the Buccaneers 44 yard line. Why didn't you just put the jumbo package out there on the, I mean, it's, it's one yard. It's obviously that portion of the game where it's four down territory. So why not, put the jumbo package out there on third and one. You didn't get it. You know, the the, me, the mess up with Callaway, put the jumbo out on, on the fourth and one and go get it. Why, why, why punt it to them and put your defense back out there? Why? You know, because this guy is, is not aggressive. He's a, he's a, he's, he's a scary coach. It's worse because expectations were higher given the situation he walked into. Absolutely. Allen inherited the team that won nine games last year and sent four players to the Pro Bowl, adding another Pro Bowl in Matthew and three rookies drafted in the top 50. He's got nothing to show for it. The Saints are four and nine and close to mathematically elimination. They're done, man. They're not mathematically eliminated just quite yet, but they're done. The Saints will not reel off a winning streak and, and get to the playoffs. 
And I, I say that because he's not changing anything. He continues and, and he's not he's not changing the quarterback situation. He's not doing anything drastic. He's doing the same stuff that is not bringing him any success, which shows that he lacks comprehension ability. He lacks a lot of things. That's why he shouldn't be the coach. He's simply a coordinator and he is he's terrible. He's awful. He's one of the worst coaches that I've ever seen, man. You have a loaded, slam-packed, jam-packed, talented team that should be nine and four, not four and nine. And the guy makes dumb statements like, "What are you going to tell Andy Dalton to do during that? You know that half that famous halftime speech when the when the when the reporter asked him, "What are you going to tell Andy Dalton by all those interceptions he's throwing? I'm going to just tell him to keep doing what he's doing, keep throwing them. Shit, throw us out the playoffs. It's just it's it's just really insane." At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is a source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is a source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. And so many of the early season problems remain unresolved. The Saints lead the league in offensive pre-snap penalties with 22 false starts. Now, these are numbers like the name of the show is called Numbers Too Hard to Ignore about Dennis Allen. So we learned that he's a coward, that he does. He's really conservative. He doesn't like going for it on fourth down or third. You know, we showed that, especially when the, the game is in the, you know, in the very serious moments like the like I just said. The Mark Ingram run out and then the next play to Callaway and then the fourth down should have been a jumbo package run to get that one yard to keep the the downs turning. You were in their territory. That would have more than likely sealed the game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But bad miss uh, clock abuse, bad play calling, just terrible all the way down, systematically ridiculous, dumb and foolish. And they fall out of this thing. And Dennis Allen is doing what most bad coaches do. He's about to get himself fired. The Saints lead the league in offensive pre-snap penalties. And we've said that before. Well, Q, how could they be so bad versus what they were last year? Because a team is the literally embodiment. It is the reflection of its head coach. So if you got a coach that is all these negative attributes, non-discipline, foolish, ignorant, um, or a, a non-accountable, non, you know, not meticulous, uh, then it, the, the team will carry his identity. And that's what Dennis Allen is. Dennis Allen is not a good coach because he lacks all of the attributes needed to, to guide people into successful plays, uh, into successful places. And that's why he is what he is. The team is it leads the league with 22 false starts. Elvin Kamara came out several weeks ago and say, when they false start during practice, nobody says nothing. That's exactly his verbiage. To the T. He said, when guys false start, nobody says anything. That's what Elvin Kamara said. 
And I'm like, why not? So you mean Doug Marone's not saying nothing? You mean the tight end coaches are not saying nothing? The offensive lineman false start and the offensive line coach, which is Doug Marone, doesn't say anything. Dennis Allen doesn't say, hold on, man. Either you get it right or you don't play. He said nobody said nothing. No accountability. You can't win no games with no accountability. This coach is, she's, the dude is is, is just a, a bad choice. Let's just say that. He was a bad choice. Four delayed game fouls, an infraction for having too many men on the field, which was another one the Saints had in the late moments of the game besides the terrible sack that knocked them, that, that just lost seven yards and put them in a hole. But the too many men on the field, 12-man penalty in the worst time of the game. They're a sloppy, poorly coached unit that can't get out of its own way. Non-discipline. Maybe things change during the bye. It's the ideal time to shift responsibilities around within the coaching staff and audition a new play call on offense. Passing game coordinator Ronald Curry is a prime candidate to take the wheel for Carmichael. But the Saints have drug their feet for 12 months. They ain't going to do anything because Dennis Allen told you that he don't see the need for the to make any drastic changes. The need is your team imploded with, with the last three minutes of the game. But he comes out and says, I don't see the need to change anything. Why? You know, maybe things change during the bye week. I, 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 I doubt it. But the Saints have drugged their feet for 12 months with their season effectively over. What motivations would they have to take action now? Right. We'll just have to wait and see how it plays out, given the inaction so far, maybe waiting for a while. Uh, before the Saints make a move. Well, they'll make a move on the on the first Monday at the end of the regular season. They'll make a move and they'll put this guy on the unemployment line. You can't justify a coach in his first year in the New Orleans Saints organization who is going to be not. He is going to be a double digit loser. So with four games remaining, the Saints record stands at four and nine. I will dare say that the team finished five and twelve. Five and twelve, and the only win is against Carolina. They will not be Philly or Cleveland, <clears throat> and Atlanta is playing for something. So, could Dennis Allen galvanize this team to get more than that? And remember, before you say yes, he can. Can you remember that the most games Dennis Allen's ever won as a head coach was four games, and he's currently at that mark. So, the two previous years, first two years he was with Oakland, he was four. He won four games, and then the next year was four games. So he seems to only be able to win four games. So he'll break something because the Saints are talented. He'll break his personal best of four games with five games toward the back end of the season. So it's just a miserable month worth of football that's coming up, man, for the Who That Nation. And I hope the Saints really listen to the Who That Nation here. I really don't want to to uh, promote or lead a economic boycott on a team, but I will do what I must do. I will not sit idly by while the Saints try to spin propaganda to the who that nation that Dennis Allen is the coach and he just had a bad season because of injuries. Absolutely not. We can see potential in people and Dennis Allen potentially is not. He's not a good head coach. We've seen it at Oakland. We've seen the same patterns here. You don't take a team that this good as a playoff team and run them in the ground at four and nine and then make a bad bet and basically alienate Jameis Winston who the Saints are paying over 20 million dollars over this season and next season so he's just he's gonna sit back he won't put Jameis in there because he's mad at Jameis for Jameis told the truth that he's a liar that he lied to him so it's crazy 
All right, let's move on to the next one here, family. The snap counts. Let me see if I enlarge this a little bit for the fam. With the snap counts here. Uh, shout out to John Hendricks and the Saints News Network. Kyle T. Mosley, but a brother Bob Rose in the scoop talking about the snap counts in the week 13 matchup. I won't spend a lot of time on this article. I just want to go over some numbers in this article right here to talk about offensively speaking. If you uh, take a look at some of the snap counts, Andres P. Kelvin Throckmorton, Ruiz, Ramchek, and Hurst play 59 snaps. That's 100%. The Saints offense finished with 298 total net yards on the night, 66 yards rushing, 232 through the air. They went 5 of 14 on third down, struggling heavily in the red zone. Offensive line allowed two sacks during the game, one coming at the worst time imaginable late in the game to Carl Nessup. Ruiz played at center in this one, which was a bit of a surprise. Unfortunately, the running game that we saw kick into high gear not so long ago has really struggled. And over the last couple of games, the Saints have not been able to run the, the ball. Of course, Eric McCoy is out and the Saints simply don't have the same push without McCoy there. Andy Dalton played 52 snaps, which is 88 percent, finished 20 of 28 for 229 and a touchdown. Dalton did enough for the Saints to win the game. He had some really bad decisions, and that's what you get with Andy Dalton when he's playing well. You get a really good situation where Dalton throws the ball well, and he was on one in the game. As y'all remember watching the live stream, the uh, the watch party uh, that we did, I was saying he's on one. He was making the throws. Guys, was you know, you've seen uh, Chris Olave drop one pass. Jarvis Landry dropped the touchdown. But for the most part, Andy Dalton was putting the ball on those guys. Now, where he – didn't shine was is when he took that sack late in the game that cost the Saints seven yards when he had plenty of time to throw the ball. He sat back there too damn long and, and took a seven yard sack. Uh, that was stupid. And he had a few other things that, you know, I, I can mention as well. But, you know, this is just par for the course when you have a backup quarterback like Dalton. Troutman played 47 snaps for 80 percent. He caught two of three targets for 28 yards. Jawan Johnson was not in the lineup, but Troutman did some positive things uh, for the Saints offense. Chris Olave, 41 snaps, which is 69%, caught four of the six targets for 65 yards, finishing behind Rashid Shaheed. Had some nice success on the night, but he remember he dropped a third down pass right there, uh, and uh, this kid will get better. Rashid Shaheed was a huge fact in the game. Best weapon, led the, led the way with 75 yards off four catches. Uh, Andy Dalton did put the ball out to Rashid Shaheed, but he put it in a place where Shaheed had to wait for it and then the defender caught up with him. Had he laid the ball out, Rashid would have ran up under it for a touchdown. But Rashid Shaheed had to wait for the ball to get there, and uh, that's how the defender caught him. But if Jameis, I, I think that would have been one of those situations well, if Jameis Winston was in the game and he threw that ball, Rashid Shaheed would have smoked that defender to the end zone. So uh, Dalton doesn't quite have the same arm, uh, not even close to what uh, the ability to throw the deep ball like, say, a Jameis Winston does. That's one of his knocks, but um, at least he did make the completion to him. Kamara, 35 snaps for 59%. Tampa does a good job containing Kamara with 12 carries for 26 yards, two passes for 11 on three targets. He just hasn't been a big factor lately and has been very having a very disappointing season. The last couple of games have been an unmitigated disaster for Elvin Kamara. And a lot of that's not on just – it's not on Elvin Kamara because he's out there. That's on the Saints' uh, play decision makers in the offense to get Elvin Kamara involved in the offense. 
when you see he's not making nothing shake from behind the quarterback, he has application where you can move him out as a wide receiver in the slot or on the edges. So, I mean, you know, on the boundaries. So, I mean, the Saints lack imagination in this offense. Elvin Kamara could be used as a wide receiver weapon. If he's not running the ball well, use him as a wide receiver. You can decoy him, uh, put him in place where you spread the defense uh, apart and then you hit him with a power back. For my for my understanding, David Johnson is still a member of this team. So is Derek Washington. So we have four running backs uh, prior to Mark Ingram getting hurt that the Saints could employ in this, in their offense. Why are they not using two running backs? And even the Saints activated uh, Kirk Merritt, who plays running back and wide receiver. So the Saints aren't using their imagination offensively to get Elvin Kamara going in these games. It's different applications and ways you can use him to get him going. You don't have to keep him behind uh, the quarterback and run him naked, meaning naked, meaning running without a fullback, all this dumb stuff. You know, they have failed Elvin Kamara to get him going. In this matchup, we know the double fumble game by Elvin Kamara that really killed us. His fumbles alone really hurt the Saints in this second game. We were anticipating him getting going, but the Saints haven't been able to get him going, man. And uh, they struggled running the ball. The offensive line has regressed too, due to, I think, McCoy. And the Saints might have to look at that once they fired Dennis Allen, building up the interior offensive line with meaner guards. I mean, guys that have that aggressive mentality because. I don't know where the mentality is going to come from. Ramchek is not angry anymore. Andrews Pete doesn't play angry at all. The only one with a little bit of attitude is Trevor Penning, and he hadn't played enough to solidify a starting um, offensive line position. Eventually, he will get it. Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. Henson Razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com holiday. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. But I, I just don't understand why the Saints offensive line is not as well. Teron Armstead helped set that trend. But they're not mean. They're not mean anymore. They don't They don't uh, consistently do anything pop uh, positive, you know, to be honest with you. Jarvis Landry, 32 reps. Uh, he caught two for three. He dropped that touchdown. That was a bad look for him trying to reel it in with one hand. That pissed me off. Taysom Hill caught two of three targets. Remember, the one he uh, dropped was the one where the defender really gave him a shot. Ball came out on the third down. The Saints had to punt it after Dalton took the seven-yard sack. Ingram, 25 carries. He did have some positive plays up until him running out of bounds and According to what the report is, we're going to cover that momentarily, uh, having a slight tear on his MCL going out of that thing. So he has seven rushes for 27 yards, caught five targets for 22 yards. He played pretty decently versus what, you know, Elvin Kamara, which was basically nothing. Callaway, three reps. He caught uh, 
he was the target of the third and one call by Dennis Salah, which Dennis Salah admitted in hindsight, the team should have run the football. Really, bro? We should have run the football. Really? I mean, it's that, that in hindsight, we should have run the ball. I, I wish I had to. in hindsight, 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 hindsight is this dude is not a visionary. You should. He's not fundamental. He's not a guy that follow fundamental football principles on offense. We knew that when you're in a section of game like that, if your offense cannot get you one yard and of course you're in four down territory, meaning that if you didn't get the, if you know, Ingram steps out, you still could have got the first down. Even if you did the dumb pass to Callaway, the fourth down should have been a jumbo package run to pick up one yard. If the saints can't get the one yard, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. And then you start resituating offensive linemen. You put them up, push them off the team and bring other guys in, but he doesn't do anything. Nobody pays for the mistakes they make in Dennis Allen's world. That's why the team is an abysmal mess. Also Kirk Merritt got in the game with Traquan Smith, Lucas crawl. They had 11 reps Merritt and crawls debut produced no targets. Another week where Traquan Smith has zero factor on the stat sheet. I don't know what Traquan Smith's even out there. At this point, you want to see what kind of talent these undrafted guys are, you see. And uh, it was good that they finally, finally listened to me and activated Kirk Merritt, but they didn't even use him. Trevor Penning, 10 snaps, and he was usually mostly as an extra lineman in jumble sets, which they could have really used on that fourth and one or that third and one. He was on the field as part of costly 12-men huddle penalty in which Dalton said he had to get the substitution right. It may seem like there's much to uh, there's much to keep watching for when it comes to the Saints, but his impact over the final four games will give us some something to pay attention to. At some point with the Saints season basically over with, they will have to look at Trevor Penning and get him out there to get him reps uh, in the last month of the season for the black and gold. Penning should be out there. We should be seeing a lot of our undrafted talent. Jordan Jackson should be playing. And a lot of the guys that we've seen, uh, that was on the practice squad that were doing some positive things in preseason and many camps should be getting opportunities to play. So the season is not a complete loss. Our undrafted guys like Lucas crawl and Kirk Merritt need to get opportunities to play bottom line. That's what the very little that we can get positive out of the season is to kind of get these guys. Trevor Pennion should start uh, uh, on the left side. I really, I would say right, but whatever. Left side with uh, Hurst at the left guard position, Ruiz at center, right guard. You know, you know they put Kelvin Throckmorton in there. It's no, it's not really anybody else we can go to. I mean, Landon Young is another guy which hadn't he really hadn't showed me much. Well, Ryan Ramchek there. So Adam Prentice did get some play. He Prentice was uh, open on the third and one play, but didn't go didn't go to him. He also picked up a first down on the run. Why wouldn't, why did they not go back to that again? And that's the great question because they are a bunch of boobs, you know, defense, the Saints defense, Alante Taylor, Demario Davis, Marcus May, Paulson, Adibio had 80 reps. That was hundred percent Saints defense were practically, practically impenetrable for the whole game until they weren't in the final few minutes, like three minutes. Tom Brady ate up the zone coverage like he had been doing all his life. Tampa went 8 of 15 on third down while totaling 350, 76 rushing, 274. May led the way with 11 total tackles, including six on the first drive. That's the type of play we've been waiting to see. It's certainly encouraging. Davis got the team's first turnover on that night and an interception to go along with the seven tackles. Adebo had a tough pass interference call late in the game that helped set up Tampa's first touchdown. 
Taylor finished with a tackle for a loss in the pass breakup along with eight total tackles. Tyron Matthews, 79 reps, finished with five tackles. Kate Nellis, 76 reps, had another good game filling in for Pete. He had eight total tackles uh, there. Bradley Roby, 72 reps uh, in the game, 90%. Roby was the main slot guy, finishing tied for second on the defense with eight total tackles. He got toasted a couple of times. Cam, 56 reps. Jordan May made a crazy play to help force a New Orleans turnover. Saints forced two turnovers in the game and still couldn't beat the Buccaneers. So you turn the ball over two times. Saints turn the ball over no times and still lose by one. David Onyemata, 46 reps. Curl Granderson, 39. Davenport, 37. Passanio and Street, 33. Shy Tuttle, 32. Malcolm Roach, 26. Evans, 23. Zach Bourne, 5. And he had an ankle injury. And was spotted in a walking boot. So, man, Zach Bond's been a disappointment. And Nephi Sewell and Chris Harris, one rep in the game. Special teams reps, Dwayne Washington, Isaac Edom, and, Do- and Dowell had 23 reps. Sorensen and Kirk Merritt had 17. Prentice and Granderson, 15. And that is the rep list right here provided by uh, Hendricks over at Saints News Network. Let's get to our next article, please. Saints should have been complaining about Donovan Smith's holding. This is by Mike Fleoria, who usually doesn't write too many positive pieces about the Saints. But in this one, Fleoria is actually dropping some science. And he's saying on Tuesday's Matt, on Tuesday's show, we talked about some of the blatant holding in which the Buccaneers tackle Smith engaged during the final drive of Monday night's win on the Saints. We looked at every play from those drives during which he held. It's amazing that he was flagged for holding only twice. It's even more amazing that the Saints weren't repeatedly loudly losing their minds about it. So what I do is, and that's what he said. And for those who watched the live stream, they heard me say this. Bring up second and 10 Brady in the shotgun again. Why receivers to the left and the right of the formation? There's the Saints send pressure with four. Tom Brady, and that's holding no call on the officials. There's no call by the officials on the, and they finally, there it is. Come on, refs. That's got to be holding. Bring that back, man. Damn, they holding their ass off. There you go. There you go. And that backs the, the, the Buccaneers up. Come on, man. They holding, man. Damn. They've been holding their asses off all damn game. They finally flag them. Watch this one by Donovan. Look, watch what he does right here. Look, he gets free. Look at this. Look, I mean, goddamn, then he swings around his hands around. He wouldn't have got the flag if he didn't do that. All right. So it's okay. So that was me on the play by play show that Fleara is talking about. More people should be complaining about. I was saying it during the whole broadcast that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, not just Donovan uh, Smith, but it was the majority of their offensive line was holding the Saints defenders. They were holding them all game long, especially Donovan Smith. He was holding, I mean, literally visible holding where they wasn't getting. A, I mean, Tampa Bay went into the half, if I'm not mistaken, without one penalty. Without one penalty. It was amazing. The, then they were holding their asses off on the New Orleans Saints, and I called it out. He says, Chris Sims made the point during both shows that the players who had been held, who'd been held, should have been complaining to the officials at some point. Dennis Allen needed to be yelling and screaming at folks in black and white stripes about the fact that 76 is holding on every effing play. He was. And hey, why stop if they're not calling it? Why didn't they call it? Incompetence is the easiest explanation. The notion that the game was rigged. 
becomes much harder to accept. NFL games are not rigged. And even if it's, he says, and even if it's not unreasonable at times to wonder, NFL games are not rigged. This is coming from a, a company man. Mike Fleora is a company man. He's bought into the matrix. He eats off the matrix. He would not dare talk about the matrix. We all know that the NFL is a dirty league. That is a greedy league and it's involved in all kind of nasty scandals and rotten shit. We know the NFL is, is, is a dirty league. It does a lot of dirty, unrighteous stuff. And cheating and rigging is a part of the matrix. They've been doing it for years. They got guys that wrote books on it. And you got company men like uh, Fleoria running around here talking about the NFL is not rigged. Get your dumb ass up. There's a middle ground to consider. The NFL has been touting all year the number of close games and come from behind wins. The total close games for the year and week have become the first item in each seven from uh, seven from Sunday email that the league sent out. It was the first nugget for the latest edition with two games yet to be completed in week 13. There have been 85 games decided by a touchdown, six points or less. The most though most such games drew week 13 weeks all time. Ten of the 13 games, almost 77 percent that they've been completed in week 13 have been without one score. Have been within one score, excuse me, eight points in the fourth quarter. And there have been 147 games within one score, eight points in the fourth quarter this season. The most such games drew the week 13 weeks in NFL history. Want to take a stab at it? Why it's like that? Next, the league pointed out the 10 point deficits that were that were overcome this week. Two to win, one to tie the fourth quarter deficits that were erased. Four to uh, win, one to tie the games decided by a touchdown in the final two minutes. Tampa's victory over the Saints fell into each of those categories. If the officials are aware and they surely are, the league likes having the inherent excitement that flows from unpredictable games that are never over until they're over. Will they be inclined to look the other way when one team is down by 13 points with five minutes to play and one of its offensive linemen is holding on every single play? What may have started as simply as giving Tom Brady and company a chance to make things interesting necessarily becomes something more than that. Once things got very interesting, the final result was predetermined, but the exciting finish was allowed to happen by officials who failed to throw flags. Conscious or not, how isn't he says, how isn't it a potential explanation for what happened? One way to keep it from happening is for players and coaches of the team that is getting held on every play to make so much noise as it's occurring that it cannot be ignored. So this is my stratagem. The, the you know, and this is old school doctrine. You know, you, you heard it before that the leaky, the uh, what uh, the squeaky wheel gets the most oil. Of course, you got to make noise about what's going on. I was making noise. You just heard me on the broadcast yelling, saying they holding them on every play. And then the 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 play where they threw the flag in the back end of the game was so egregious that they had to do it. But it wasn't just Donovan Smith. It was the whole offensive line holding the Saints defensive line. And I was and they weren't complaining. Dennis Allen doesn't say anything. He, he just he just a fool. All right, let's move on. Saints Mark Ingram out indefinitely with slight MCL tear. The Saints will reportedly be without veteran running back Mark Ingram for the rest of the year. Saints are in the bye week and they have another injury on their hands to deal with when they come back to work from for their game against the Falcons. Rappaport reported that veteran running back Ingram has a slight MCL tear and will likely be out for the rest of the season. This should end Elvin. I mean, Elvin Mark Ingram's career with the black and gold. He was he's old. He was banged up. He missed a lot of games. And then when you finally use utilize him, 
he he can't take the uh the the pounding of it so ingram has a slight mcl tear that according to the information that that happened when he his knee buckled according to dennis allen and that's why he went down according to them on the knee along the sideline and ran out of bounds which i i just it don't make any sense because you could have stepped, you could have stuck the ball out. You was looking right at it and just ran right out of it. Not, and I, I keep, I've seen the play over and over again. It doesn't make any sense, you know. And he did apologize about it, but you know, I don't really want to hear that. I, I'm gonna keep it real. I, I mean, you apologizing to who that nation, and we're good people. We gonna forgive you, but I don't want to hear that right now, bro. I really don't want to hear that uh, apology crap right now uh, from some of these guys right now because it's too late for that. It's already over with, you know. It's over with, you know, when when stuff like that happens, it's over with. And and, and, and this is the picture right here. Let me show it to you because he's looking right at it. Look at this. Look at this picture. Look where his head is. His head is dipped in. He sees the. He's running right at it, and he's looking dead at the marker for first down. It's big as cuff. He knows exactly where it goes, and he just runs out shy of it, which makes no sense. It makes no sense at all that that would happen. But, you know, you apologize, and we'll forgive you after who that nation, but I don't want to hear that shit, man, for real, man. I'm sorry. I, I really don't want to hear it. The season is over with, and it was just a terrible thing, man. It was just terrible all the way around. Don't make any sense. Look at the play. And he pivoted and stepped out. That's the crazy part about it. That's why I said I just don't like what it looks like. The guy pivots and stepped out. If you take a look at it, watch he pivots. Pivot and steps out. He, he breaks down and stops and runs. To, he didn't like go look. He pivots and then runs out of bounds. Pivot, run out of bounds. I mean, he break. He, it's like it's crazy, man. Crazy. Why would you do that? But anyway, uh, it's just it's sad, man. Anyway, let's get uh, Saints. Re Speaking of sad, the Saints re-signed Kevin White to the practice squad. Why, man? Why? Why do we keep going back to these guys, man? I don't understand. They cut this dude, put Kirk Merritt, and then bring him back to the practice squad. Why we keep messing around with Kevin White, man? I mean, it's just, I don't get it, man. All right, and then the final story, Tyron Matthew leads all Saints players in Pro Bowl voting. How do you guys feel about this story? Woof. The Saints often send four or five or six or more players to the Pro Bowl each year, but they aren't exactly resonating with the fans this season after a week of voting on social media just one saint player leads the position group and votes across the nfc and that's tyron matthew nfl shared updates on the pro bowl voting wins then matthew leads all safeties in the conference as well as the saints players and votes well over forty-four thousand of them in counting now of course the public voting ends on thursday december the 15th with players and coaches casting their votes on friday uh of that uh next day and the results will be announced shortly after 
It's good to see at least one Saint player making noise, but it's hard to believe Tyron Matthew isn't getting a boost from his reputation. He hasn't quite met expectations this year after signing with his hometown team as a much lauded free agent pickup. Matthew is credited with two interceptions, five pass breakups, plus a fumble recovery, 64 combined tackles, and a quarterback hit. With that said, Matthew has been selected for three Pro Bowls in his career and two, both of his last two years, so he's clearly still popular. We'll have to wait and see if any others of the regulars make the cut. Defensive end Cam Jordan has made the Pro Bowl appearances, seven. Than anyone else on the roster, but the trio of Kamara, Lattimore, and Michael Thomas haven't exactly impressed this season. Lattimore and Thomas have been missed ex- miss extensive time with injuries. Andrews Pete, three, and running back Mark Ingram, two, are only other players on the squad with multiple Pro Bowl nods, but they might be long shots this time around. Yeah, I don't expect to see many Saints players called to the Pro Bowl. Probably not going to see very many of them called to the Pro Bowl. The Saints stink this year. Why would we be honoring uh, guys on a stinky team? I mean, no. You know, you get that honor to somebody that's winning, guys that are winning. Let them have that recognition. But, you know, no, you won't see five guys coming from a 4-9 and nine football team. <laughs> you just won't see that right now. All right, so anyway, let's keep it bucking and shaking, man. That's the final article right there. Let's do a brief recap on the stories we covered. The broadcast is called Numbers Too Hard to Ignore. We covered that in this article right here. Numbers uh, to tell you about Dennis Allen. We went over the snap count for week three as we head forward. Uh, the Saints should have uh, been complaining about Donovan Smith's holding. We talked about that. We also talked about the fact that Ingram is out indefinitely with a slight MCL tear uh, in that. We talked about he, according to what they were saying, he hurt himself on this play. Uh, they also re-signed Kevin White. For whatever reason, your guess is as good as mine. And, of course, Tyron Matthew leads all Saints players in Pro Bowl voting. So uh, how do you guys feel about that? Let me know how you feel about it. Put your comments in the uh, comment section uh, below. So with that said, I'm going to get ready to dirk on, on that. Before I go, uh, let me just uh, get the rest of the family members to kindly go to the Pro Shop. Link is in the description section below. It's called Fire DA Merch. There's one link you can hit it. It'll take you to the pro shop to that the Fire DA merch collection uh, landing page. And we have these uh, this gear in different colors, sizes. We got fi- uh, coffee mugs, stuff like that, all available at the pro shop. Let's make a statement and let these people know that we don't want this guy here. He, we made a mistake in bringing this man in here. He's not a head coach. He, if you leave him on top of the coach, he, uh, the team, he will destroy your team just like he destroyed them. Now he's not capable. He's not a good coach. He's not a good head coach. He's a coordinator, and the Saints need to terminate this man uh, as soon as possible, but no later than the first Monday after the end of the regular season. So, with that being said, fam, uh, whenever Black Monday is, I think that's the first Monday after the season is over with. I want to say that's what it is. Hold on here. Let me make sure I want to make sure I get my stuff right, man, you know, for Black Monday, because I want him to be the first person that's on that damn list, that's on the firing line. Let him be the first guy to be put on that unemployment the nfl unemployment line if somebody pick him up his sorry ass will probably take a job as a defensive coordinator with the atlanta hawks falcons excuse me i mean that's probably what he'll do january is that okay nfl promotes black monday all right 
for 20, it's saying January the 9th, 2023. I don't know if that's correct. But uh, Black Monday is usually when they fire the coaches. So, but anyway, regardless or not, we want to put this guy on the unemployment line. Go to the description section below, hit the link, and get you a fire DA merch, a coffee mug, and or, or a T-shirt for miss. It comes in men, women. I think we got some stuff for the children in there. It's it's, it's really a good collection right here. Plus, it it speaks a message that we need to all be on code and run this guy up out of here and let them know we ain't playing. You know, and if we have to take it further with economic boycotts and not buying any tickets or they merch, then we'll do what we got to do to get this man out of here to let them know we mean business. So with that being said, fam, feel free, like I said, to hit that link in the description section below. Plus, whatever purchase happens, it helps the platform out big time. So with that being said, fam, I'm going to chop out on that. Much love to the fam. I appreciate you guys being in this edition of the coma. I'll be back later on today. Well, more news, notes, and items on the black and gold. Uh, shout out to the Pelicans, man, who are handling their business first in the West. We doing our thing. Shout out to the Pels and, uh, as well. So with that being said, I'm going to holler at y'all guys on the flip side. I love y'all. Keep y'all heads up and, and who that to you. And I'm a who that I'm a who that long as I'm living, I'm a who that lose all winning, I'm a who that sports coma, yeah. This is where we do that. Where we do that, 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 huh? Boogie like this, and I'm a who that I'm a who that sports coma. This is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like elf. I thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in, that was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town, duck down. Falcons, pluck, get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really blown to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose all winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma with Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.